Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, Michael Phillips here, MP on the mic. Let's start hour number two. Let's make it as good as hour number one. Uh, one way we're going to do that, this is our week of giving. If it's not bolted down, we're giving it away. Uh, next segment, we're giving away two tickets to VCU basketball against St. Bonaventure, a big game at the Stew. Uh, looking forward to that one on January 3rd. Uh, tomorrow, we'll give away even more VCU basketball tickets, wrap up the year uh, with our best of the year. JC holding it down in Richmond. We appreciate his efforts. I'm up here in Ashburn, Washington. Commanders will practice uh, at 1 o'clock today, 1 o'clock practice uh, for the Commanders as they get ready for the New York Jets on Sunday. A uh, pair of uh, Hokies basketball games tonight. The women face William & Mary at 2. The men play American at 5. Uh, Buffalo at Richmond tonight visiting the Robbins Center. Uh, AWOD Radio had a nice chat with uh, Spiders coach Chris Mooney earlier this week. But our main story today was yesterday's football signing day because I, I do think it was a win of a day. I know everybody's always going to tell you they won signing day unless they, they blatantly lost signing day. Uh, but it, it was. It was, uh, it was a heck of a day for the Hokies in particular uh, who get four of the top 15 kids from Virginia uh, look, this ain't rocket science. Um, I'm just a guy who hosts a radio show. But if you get the best kids from Virginia, you're going to have a good enough football team uh, to, to win and do whatever you need to do. Uh, it, and they haven't had that the last few years, and UVA hasn't had that in a long time. Uh, but getting four of the top 15 kids from Virginia is a great start for Brent Pry and his crew. Uh, retention, obviously, very important. They retained a lot. Uh, let's play that. Uh, let's play that clip. This is a uh, Pry on the portal. Uh, Josh uh, Brent Pry weighing in yesterday on, on just what it means to do signing day in in 2023 because it's very different than it's ever been before. We're in a much better place than we were two years ago. Um, you know, numbers at close to or right at where we want them to be. You know, across the board. Um, Despite signing all those DBs last year, we're still a little short there between the corner and DB and safety position. Just with, with how much you use those, those guys on special teams, um, we, I've got a high number allotted there of scholarships, and we're, we're just keep falling short of that. But um, yeah, I like the group we got. But you know, that's, roster management's crazy right now. You know, the portal closes on the 4th. Uh, opens back up again at the end of April. Uh, so you really don't know who, in fact, what your roster truly looks like 
until the 1st of May. Because you want to run all your scholarships, right? You want to use that full allotment of 90 scholarships, but you don't want to be stuck either. You get a chance to land a kid out of the portal. Uh, you don't want to be stuck at 90 either. So you got to play it a little loose. And then what if you lose a couple of kids next week and signing day's over? Uh, you don't want to be too low either because you got to run a football team next year. Uh, I feel for them, certainly, you know, first world problems here, right? Um, you know, that college athletes uh, are now able to get paid and able to do their thing. There's 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 bigger problems in the world. But but it's it's a juggling act for these football coaches, and especially the football coaches at, at, at your schools that are not top 25 annual schools, right? You, you know, your, your best schools are going to be able to figure this out because they're they're recruiting, they're not losing. Um, but but Tech, it goes both ways, and I, uh, Brent Price certainly deserves uh, to be commended for keeping most of a young roster intact that I, shot, I thought showed a lot of promise throughout the season. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty exciting Hokies year next year, uh, see what they can do. Uh, JMU uh, got their two highest recruited highest rated recruits of all time uh late in the clock there and the dan chesney era kicks off uh they got a bull game coming up on saturday uh i am nervous about that one i'm nervous about the jmu bowl game it just the the, the coaching staff the new coaching staff isn't going to participate the old coaching staffs in indiana uh you got some holdovers some assistants uh you got guys who have left you don't have guys who have come in yet uh, and playing a good team in Air Force, right? That was one of the top group of five teams throughout the year. And uh, certainly uh, uh, Air Force doesn't have the same recruiting problems everybody else has because you're not at Air Force exclusively to play football. Uh, there, there's other things going on if you attend Air Force. Uh, they, they, get, they get a lot more four-year kids uh, and five-year kids uh, than Virginia Tech does, than JMU does. So uh, nervous about that one. That's uh, Saturday down in uh, Dallas uh, in Fort Worth, the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, nervous about that one for JMU, but excited about their signing day. Uh, and look, they, that's a program that has sustained through multiple coaching transitions and turnovers. So, so they get my blind faith vote uh, that it's going to happen again. I mentioned the Hokies got Noah Jenkins from uh, Highland Springs, uh, one of the very best local kids uh, Brent Price asked about this, uh, about Highland Springs uh, in DeMatho, which is uh, the, the best school in Maryland. They got a kid from there. Um, and, and, you know, this is Brent Price speaking to what he looks for in uh, in a, a school and, and in a player coming out of that school. Help uh, me this here, one, Michael. Yeah, uh, this one, what are you triggering here? Oh, sorry about that, JC. Uh, this is uh, Pry on Highland Springs. Uh, talking about the uh, the importance of kids with uh, with winning backgrounds, uh, both Highland Springs and DeMatha. Uh, Hokies bringing some winners into this class. Yeah, I think you recognize the you know the quality traits, the championship caliber uh, attributes from guys at both those programs. We got tremendous respect for Coach Johnson and Highland Springs. We know a ton about him, their players, uh, what they're being coached and taught on and off the field, and the same with DeMatha. It always makes good sense. Um, you know, there are certain programs I tell the staff, I'd love to take a young man from that program every year. Um, you know, It's not always going to be possible, but you'd like to. It's uh, Hokies coach Brent Pry uh, coming off a very nice signing day for the top 15 kids in Virginia. Big win for him. Uh, Radford basketball defeats West Virginia last night, 66-65. Uh, they're on the VCU former opponents list, so uh, certainly – their success 
is VCU's success as uh, we we look towards March and metrics and all that. A10 looks like it's going to be friendly to VCU this year. Uh, that that's a big step in the right direction after last year. Uh, the VCU women won their eighth straight game last night, 59-36 over Maryland Eastern Shore. Congrats to the VCU women. Of course, we will give away tickets to the VCU men against St. Bonaventure uh, here in the next segment. Uh, but it, you know, National Signing Day. Always intriguing, um, especially amid this backdrop, right? Uh, Florida State uh, is going to meet tomorrow to discuss how they're going to get out of the ACC. Uh, if you missed that segment, that, that was our first segment in today's show. Uh, hit the rewind on that. Maybe we'll tack that on the end of the podcast. Uh, there, there's no way out for Florida State. They, they, signed, they signed it over to the ACC through 2034. Uh, the only way out is by not getting paid. And you look at these teams switching conferences – they are expected to take pay cuts to do it. That has become part of being invited into the Big Ten or the SEC, that you got to take a pay cut to do it. Florida State's not taking a pay cut, especially if they're leaving all their money back behind with the ACC. Uh, there are very few good options for them, and, and the NCAA continues to unravel. All right, got to play the Will Wade clip, Josh. Uh, this is Will Wade on the NCAA. Because, uh, look, Will Wade got busted by the NCAA. He's one of like six people who have ever successfully been caught by the NCAA. It's, it, you got to really be just a blatant cheater to be caught by the NCAA or do something like really bad because um, everybody gets off. Um, but Will Will Wade uh, on the NCAA uh, as he returns as coach at McNeese State. Here, here is Will Wade. Legally, a lot of what the NCAA does is just it's just flat out legal. I've learned that through 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 all through all my stuff through all their through all this stuff like it's just it it, it doesn't it does. there's a reason they're trying to get antitrust exemption from from congress and so i mean they look they just need to blow the whole thing up and come back with a new model and they need to collective bargain with the players it's the only way they can make this thing work and until they do that they're just going to get they're just going to get smacked in court i mean they're just going to get smacked because it's in any other any other, uh, you know, line of work, what they do is totally illegal, and so, I mean, they just they're just they're just going to get smacked in court. By, it's, it's really by the players and parents and stuff more than it is, uh, more than it is the schools. But I do think the schools are now realizing, you know, look, it's you know we, you know, it, it's, you know, the organization's got some real flaws to it. It's uh, Will Wade, a completely unbiased uh, source on the NCAA. Uh, he's right about one thing, though. It's coming apart. Uh, the NCAA is coming apart slowly. Uh, as these conferences merge and become more powerful, they're going to ask themselves why they're hanging out with the NCAA. Uh, they're going to ask themselves why uh, they're dealing with these Power 5 dynamics. They're going to start paying players directly in some cases. You've seen the proposals on that. Uh, the NCAA trying to get in on on that. It's, uh, you know, the transfer rules. The NCAA exists to make and enforce rules, and a lot of their rules are getting overturned right now. And a lot of their policies are getting rewritten right now. Uh, there's, there's, that's, the in, that's the big overarching question here is what's the institutional purpose of the NCAA, especially as you look at, right, so I, as I commend the Hokies on their signing day, you note that it's, it's a broken process. Because uh, you got 14 great kids coming to play for the Hokies. How many of them are going to be there for four years? 
How many of them are going to be impact players? How do you manage your roster when you know anybody could leave at any time? Uh, these are these are the questions, and there are no easy answers to these questions. We'll be talking about that for a long time. So you just you keep it locked right here. We'll be talking about that well into the summer, well into 2025, uh, all of that. All right, at 11:30, uh, my chat with Kevin Sheehan. We talk all things Commanders uh, as. As we do uh, on Thursdays here in the Live from Ashburn show. Uh, also, uh, when we come back, we got VCU basketball ticket giveaway. Uh, excited about that. Uh, don't go anywhere. This is 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. Guy uh, Ed Miller posts uh, here uh, from Norfolk. Uh, the grant of rights is undefeated so far. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, many have tried, none have succeeded. You're in the ACC until the contract tells you you're not. You can start start digging around in five years if there's still college sports. Uh, then yesterday was signing day and uh, very good day for Virginia Tech, uh, both on the signing front and the retention front. Right? We talk about this, the changing nature of college sports. I got to talk about signing day, which used to be a big February extravaganza. Now is a quieter late December event. Now is even less of an event because you're also recruiting uh, guys who are on your team as well. And that was a priority for both Tech and UVA. They both had young teams trying to sign and retain those young teams. Uh, Josh, cue us with a happy signing day first uh, just to to kick this off here uh, with, with Brent Pry. This is uh, Brent Pry from uh, from yesterday. This is how he opened it up. Oh, we're get, it's so good we got to hear it twice. Happy signing day! Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's go! It's signing day. Uh, <laughs> he's he's old school, man. He right. He remembers when signing day was like national holiday. People would take off of work for signing day. Heck yeah! Brent Pry's excited about signing day. He's also excited about signing day because he did a very nice job. Um, this is uh, Brent Pry on the small class, uh, Josh. Uh, they only signed uh, 14, but it, this is um, this is in large part because of the portal, right? Used to be you maxed out your 25 every year. Now you're grabbing guys from other schools too. Uh, here's here's Brent Pry uh, on this year's class. We were fortunate enough to to retain a bunch of guys that had opportunities. Several guys to the NFL. A couple guys transferring. Uh, guys that were maybe going to end their college career. Uh, so that, you know, that affects your scholarship numbers. We had a small number of seniors to begin with. If you count Jesse Hansen, there's only six guys, really, that, uh, you know, their eligibility was up. Um, got some guys like Grant Wells and some others that, you know, are moving on. But we've, uh, you know, it's just a small number, which is a good problem to have. It means you're bringing – the majority of your team back. Uh, we've got um, you know 15 high school players, which is a small high school class, and then you've got four guys in the transfer pool. It's uh, Brent Pry, uh, Virginia Tech coach, on uh, uh, a small class. You got some transfers coming in. You got some guys hanging around. You got a young team this year. Uh, most importantly, though, four top 15 recruits from 
the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, they'd struck out on that last year. Good to see them building those ties back in state. That's going to be super important for them going forward. Uh, grabbing some good Virginia talent. We love to see that for the Hokies. But we got to pause for a second right now, JC, because it is time to give away VCU basketball tickets. We got a pair of tickets to VCU against St. Bonaventure. This is Wednesday, January 3rd, coming back from the break. Uh, Nine o'clock tip at the Stew. Should be a phenomenal basketball game. Uh, two tickets absolutely free. Third caller who hits us up, 833-804-0910. That number, 833-804-0910. Uh, JC will take your call if you're the third caller. Uh, he will get your information. We will get you two tickets to VCU basketball against St. Bonaventure on January 3rd at the Siegel Center, 9 o'clock tip. Very exciting uh, giveaway there. We'll let, uh, let Josh May on the phones. Uh, signing day for the Hokies w was particularly fascinating because I do think it was as much about retention as anything because we saw signs of promise from that young team, right? And we talked about how important that Tech UVA game was this year. The, the losing team there was going to really be doing a lot of soul searching this offseason. The winning team, you know, was going to be able to claim momentum and, and Tech won decisively and claims that momentum. And I, I think in part because of that, because of the great crowds they had, uh, it, it's, it's, a lot of momentum moving forward with these classes. Uh, they got Noah Jenkins from Highland Springs. They got, uh, you know, a kid from DeMatha, a star program up in the D.C. area on the Maryland side. Uh, one of the things Brent Pry talked about was the importance of, uh, you know, getting kids from those championship caliber schools. He said he'd take a kid from Highland Springs every single year if he could. And I, I don't think he's the only college coach who feels that way. Uh, difference is he's a college coach who got a kid from Highland Springs this year. Uh, and that that's how you start building. That's how you're getting things rolling. Um, but signing day is also phenomenal uh, just for the shenanigans going on everywhere. And, of course, yeah, uh, the big one yesterday was was Dan Mullen. He was the former Florida coach who got run out of town. Uh, Florida was really struggling on signing day yesterday. Uh, Billy Napier, their, their new coach, had, had a bad class, lost some kids. Uh, he tweeted a picture of himself. Uh, Mullen tweeted a picture of himself enjoying a margarita on the beach uh, while, while having a, a laugh at Florida's misfortune. Uh, yeah, and that's that. That's I mean, the coaches in the SEC know how to get after each other like nobody else. Uh, Lane Kiffin had some some pointed comments about got you know having to play video games with guys last night so they wouldn't take calls from opposing coaches, and but that's part of the business. And you know he was trying to do it just as much. He was sending his guys out to try to steal. Uh, so it's good to see some of the signing day traditions remaining intact for sure. Uh, Colorado with Deion Sanders. Obviously, a lot of eyes were on Colorado. See what they would do. Uh, they basically didn't sign anybody. Uh, they are going with a full portal class, basically. Colorado had the 99th ranked recruiting class in America yesterday because uh, they, they only signed one uh, high school kid of, of significance. Deion's doing his shopping in the portal. He's at Portal Mall uh, going, going door to door. Uh, he's going to get himself a portal class. Now, that's, that's not illegal. You can do that. The, the danger, of course, is when Dion leaves town, he's not leaving you anything. The cupboard will be completely bare at that point because uh, Dion's only taking kids that, are, that have less eligibility left uh, coming in the portal. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see how that shakes out uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, JC, you back with us? Do we, have a, uh, do we have a ticket winner? Make sure we shout that out before the, uh, the break here, if we do. He may still be on the phone. 
Uh, that, that's what we get sometimes. This is the uh, this is the live from Ashburn show. Uh, I'm up here in Ashburn doing uh, doing my thing with the Commanders with the Washington Times, uh, and we will go inside the Commanders locker room uh, briefly in the next segment. I, I think the college stuff's much more interesting today, and uh, frankly, I think the Commanders' interest is waning. Although I definitely have uh, you know some Sam Howell takes for you, and uh, we'll play some Tressway clips because he's always a ton of fun. Uh, he he was telling some great stories yesterday, uh, talking about hanging out with his four-year-old son, and uh, he say he he understands now what dad does for a living. Uh, he doesn't understand that everybody's dad doesn't do that for a living. So he say he'll he'll go up and he'll meet people and he'll say, oh, and what team does your dad play for? Um, which which is not a thing for the for the majority of America. But uh, Tressway is always fun to to hear from. Uh, dude got blown up during uh, last week's game. Got smoked. Uh, by the Rams special teams uh, on a bad punt from Cameron Cheeseman. They got a new long snapper in this week. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play Tressway on all of that. Um, some, of course, some Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett uh, as we near the end of a very forgettable season in Ashburn, uh, which, you know, you, you were hoping a few weeks ago one bright spot would be the emergence of Sam Howell, but boy, they have, they have gone the other direction. Uh, that, is, that is for sure. Uh, we'll, yeah, there we go. Guess what? What? I got some good news. Okay. We got a winner. Oh, let's go. We got a winner. Ray from Mechanicsville won himself two tickets. Now, look, we've been giving out winners all week. We're going to keep giving out winners tomorrow. We make winners. That's what we do here. But Ray... I think that's the biggest winner of them all. I think the St. Bonnie's tickets, those those are the ones. We've been giving away tickets to all the games. But, man, I, I, I love that St. Bonnie's game. Uh, I'm, I'm fired up for that one. Um, tell you what. What deal are we going? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what. Let's give away more St. Bonnie's tickets later in the show. I think uh, I think that's a good plan. All right. eleven twenty one. Set your watch. Give out more St. Bonnie's tickets uh, today because uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Two days to go. Until we shut this down for the holidays, anything that's not bolted down, uh, we got to give it away. That's the uh, that's that's the deal. Uh, we got to step aside inside the commander's locker room after this. You are listening to nine ten the fan out one zero five one FM. MP on the mic on Sports Radio nine ten the fan and one zero five one FM. All right, if, if you can't be good, be entertaining. That's uh, that's the rule here, and uh, you know. I'm going to play some entertaining Commander's Clips. That's my plan um, to keep this segment from going off the rails. It's inside the Commander's Locker Room. Michael Phillips here. I'm P on the mics. The show, 9 to the Fan, 105.1 FM Worldwide on the free Odyssey app with the Rewind button. And uh, on Thursdays, I'm up here in Ashburn, uh, part of my role with the Washington Times, uh, weigh in on the Commander's, uh, my article. This morning is up uh, looking at how this defense was really bad when they traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young, right? That was uh, part of the reason they traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young was they were underachieving uh, with with a lot of first-round talent on the line. They've been even worse since then. Um, some numbers, they are chasing uh, They are chasing uh, the 112-1 uh, and one, uh, Redskins team from the 1960s to essentially be the worst defense this team has ever fielded. They've been worse uh, without Chase Young and Montez Sweat that much is indisputable. Um, they they also weren't good with them. So so it can be both things. The trade was good because you, you want to get value for the guys who leave, but also uh, they're, they're worse now since um, giving up most passing touchdowns in the league, most points in the league, most passing yards in the league, et cetera. Uh, Deron Payne's quote on that, which I included in the story, was, they ain't coming back, man. Uh, they, they, they ain't coming back. That's, uh, that's the reality. 
I got to figure out what to do and figure out how to play defense without allowing 60-yard touchdown passes. Maybe they can pull that off against the Jets. Feels like a low enough bar to clear. And the Jets are the lowest of low bars offensively. They've been bad all year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers ain't walking through that door. That's uh, that's what we know. Uh, let's see if uh, maybe the defense can pull it off this week. But no, I say there is always there are always rays of sunshine inside uh, even even the darkest of seasons. Um, let's um, let's play the Terry McLaurin clip from the uh, Commanders clips here, Josh, uh, because Terry McLaurin uh, ta- was was talking. Uh, about first time he got a cell phone when he was in uh, when he was in seventh grade, and uh, how he had an Android phone, and he you know he was a green texter, not a not a blue texter, and uh, so we all pointed and laughed at Ben Standig, who is the reporter for the Athletic, who is still an Android guy, uh, and Terry, Terry had some words of wisdom for him. Probably like eighth grade, seventh, eighth, eighth, eighth grade or freshman year, I, I converted to iPhone because I was just getting tired of putting the group chats. And then when I would reply, it would turn into like two or three different other group chats. So it was, it was tough. <laughs> hey, man, I, I stood on that hill for a long time. I died on that hill. I just got tired of it. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, he's a green text guy. You don't want you want me to, Josh. You're a green text guy. Uh, you're you're holding strong. Uh, I, I, I got I, a pixel. Yeah, you got the Google. It, it's a lovely phone. I was an Android guy for like seven minutes uh, after when I got laid off. Uh, I had a company iPhone, so I had to turn it in. So I just bought the you know cheap. Uh, I guess you call it a burner phone kind of situation. It was an Android. I was a green text guy. It's disoriented. What I didn't realize was when you te- when you're an Android guy, when you're a green text guy, and you text with other green text people. It uh-huh. becomes blue, like it. It treats you like you're the normal one. <laughs> That's yeah. It's, it's deep. The topsy turvy world we live in. It's a topsy turvy world we li- live in. Uh, let's uh, let's play some Tressway as well. This is Tressway hit because uh, he got a he got smoked and uh, actually got sent into concussion evaluation by uh, the the independent monitor, which. Uh, was obviously a scary moment for Commanders fans because we love Tressway and he's a great punter. I uh, was at the Pro Bowl last year, all that good stuff. Um, he um, he explained uh, that uh, he he was not concussed. Uh, he simply uh, had the wind knocked out of him in a big time way. Here's Tressway. When the ball when the ball was coming back, immediately probably most punters think, "Hey, can I just get a punt off now?" It all happened very fast, but two thoughts went through my head. One, I could be a legend and potentially run this. But also, at the same time, I looked and saw three guys, and I hit the fetal position and then got smacked. Yeah. And I was I was laying there. And I don't know how many breaths, you know, like physiologically you have in your body, but all of mine got knocked out at <laughs> one point. And I was just laying there, like, couldn't breathe. And then the the concussion doc was giving me a hard time, uh, like thinking I had a concussion. He's like, "Well, why did it take you so long to get up?" I was like, "I couldn't breathe." So I was just trying to catch my breath and get up. And then once I was in the tent, and you know, even on the field, like I was just trying to, I was trying to tell the team docs and stuff. I was like, "Hey, somebody just tell Cheese I'm all right." Like I just, right. I mean, you know, my neck's tight, my shoulders hurting, but like I'm okay. Like I, was, and then my family was there too. So I was like, just text my wife, tell them I'm okay, you know, things like that. But. There was there was a moment there where I was laying laying there collecting my thoughts, thinking, "Holy smokes!" I, and I thought we got a flag. Like the way he hit me, I was like, "I don't know the rules that well, but surely that was illegal." And sure enough, it was not. They or it was legal, so they still had the ball and kicked a freaking field goal. But yeah, that was a that was a tough chain of events. 
as a as Tressway. He he is all of us. Uh, if I were hit by an NFL player, uh, I would be laying there for uh, for several minutes as well. Uh, the difference is uh, he's he's paid to get up and do it again. Uh, he can't just uh, can't just call it a day and go home. That's uh, uh, you know you don't realize that, like sometimes they're laying there like oh my gosh he's dead. Um, but he just got hit really hard by a large human being who can run super fast. Yeah, uh, he said, "Tell my wife I love her." <laughs> <laughs> this might be it, buddy. Tell my wife I love her. That's it. Tell my kids, I'm proud of them. I'm the punter. I'm not supposed to get hit. And oh, it's uh. You just don't realize it, but uh, that that stuff catches up with you quickly. He sent uh, me with that. Uh, how many breaths do you actually think are physiologically in the human <laughs> body? I think I lost all of mine. He, he went down to zero. Uh, we love Tressway. Uh, he he's funny. Tressway's the guy you want to talk to uh, when when you cover a uh, a four and eleven football team that uh, is playing out the string. Uh, three more games. Uh, four and ten. Four and ten. I'm jumping ahead of myself. They they could beat the Jets. I hope they don't. I hope they don't beat the Jets, but they could beat the Jets. Uh, I'm certainly pulling for the lose-out top three draft pick at this point. There's nothing nothing salvageable here. Nothing uh, nothing to save. No no momentum to gain. Just uh, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up and uh, and head it home. And uh, I think, uh, right, for your, your keep Ron Rivera crowd, that's kind of the argument at this point, right, that, that firing Ron Rivera might might lead to wins and good outcomes. And uh, that no, nobody wants that right now. No, nobody wants to mess uh, with that. Um, all right. Ha- basketball today. Uh, Hokies men and women playing a doubleheader uh, today and tonight. So the women will play at 2 against William & Mary. Uh, the men will play at 5 o'clock against uh, American. Uh, that's the wrong order, by the way. The women need to be going second. That's, uh, that's a Final Four team. Put some respect on that. Uh, women are 8-2 and two this year. They've only lost to Iowa and LSU. Uh, those are the two teams that played for the national championship last year. So, uh, so we'll we'll call those losses acceptable. Uh, we'll put that in the OK column. Uh, the LSU men, or I'm sorry, the, the Tech men uh, are 8-3. and three, uh, Chance to uh, to beat American tonight. Uh, still sh- on shaky ground coming into ACC play, uh, but certainly uh, much, much improved from how they were uh, at the start of the season. Uh, that de- definitely... Uh, Mike Young's going to have his work cut out for them when they get to ACC play, though. Uh, I was watching the the Capitals last night. Uh, we may, uh, may I may go deeper on that later because uh, we had Dylan Strome with the overtime winner, uh, assist from Ovi, thirty nine career points in overtime now for Ovi. Um, but it's you know I, I've avoided doing it because I don't want like you don't want to be that guy like man Ovi's lost a step and then Ovi scores. 12 over the next 20 games or whatever and, and gets right back on pace. Uh, it just, with every game, it maybe looks a little less likely that that's going to happen, right? The whole juice of this season was what what's Ovi going to be able to do? Uh, you know, will he get in position to catch catch Gretzky, catch the goals record? Um, time, father time comes at you fast, and everybody's got slumps, right? So, you know, a month ago, I didn't want to be like, man, it looks like Ovi's lost a step because sometimes you just you're just slumping. But Ovi's looked kind of a half second slow for for a little while now, and I don't know. I don't, I don't want to believe it. I don't want to. I don't want to talk myself into it. I don't want to believe it. But we we may be nearing the point of declaring it that that, that Ovi is not what he used to be. Uh, I, you know, still commands incredible attention and respect, and that might be the other thing, right? I think defenses are going to start sagging off of him as he continues to struggle. 
which could open up opportunities for him because because that was Strom's opportunity, right? Everybody assumes Ovi's going to shoot it during overtime, slides it over, Strom gets it. Uh, it was also fun to watch uh, Ivan Miroshenko uh, debut. Uh, he was first-round draft pick last year for the Capitals, made his debut last night as they beat the Islanders in overtime. But uh, just that nagging, nagging voice in the back of my head like, oh boy, this this may... Be coming to a quick because he plays such a Ovi plays such a physical style of play that it, it was amazing to me that it didn't catch up to him for so long. But uh, fingers crossed. I'm I'm not declaring it over yet. Just one surge. That's all it takes. I'll be right back here hooting and hollering and yelling, saying we're getting there. Uh, but but we're not uh, we're not seeing it yet. Um, all right, we're flying towards the top of the hour. Reminder, we're going to give away more VCU tickets at 1121 uh, to that St. Bonaventure game on Wednesday, January 3rd. Uh, top of the hour, we're going to do the NFL preview because uh, we're going to be busy tomorrow with um, the uh, um, stories of the year. Uh, we're doing stories of the year tomorrow, uh, ranking the top local sports stories from the year. Uh, send everybody off into break uh, with a fun little show. Uh, my chat with Kevin Sheehan, uh, the Kevin Sheehan Show, airs on our sister station, the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. We'll play that at 11.30 for you Commanders fans, because uh, he's a perfect guy to talk uh, big picture issues with things like, you know, Sam Howell long-term and, and quarterback long-term, and, and we'll dive into all those things. Uh, we've got to step aside right now, though. Plenty more show to come. Uh, plenty more from Brent Pry on signing day two. Uh, nice day for the Hokies. Small class, but a really talented one uh, as they continue to build a little off-season momentum. All that and more. You are listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. What? It's Thursday morning. How did that happen already? 10 o'clock. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, off and running here, the second uh, of two live from Ashburn shows this week. Uh, JC, man on the board, back in Richmond. We appreciate his efforts today and every day. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, so we got a special one tomorrow, uh, the Friday show. That'll be our last show for a while. We'll shut it down uh, next week, uh, of course, the, the Christmas to New Year week. Uh, you're not listening, so I won't be talking. Um, actually, this, this is funny. I, I will come in. I will just talk into an unplugged microphone for two hours a day. That's, uh, that's the show's format next week. Uh, just, just to, you know, good players stay in the groove. Don't you, when you're in the zone, you don't get out of the zone. Uh, so, so that's my plan for next week. That's, uh, that's what we'll do. Today's a big day though. Uh, tomorrow's a big day. Uh, we're going to count down the top sports stories of the year and, uh, we'll welcome your input on that. If you want to call in and throw one out today, We'd love to hear that, 833-804-0910. If you'd like to wait, sit on it, call in tomorrow and weigh in with with your biggest sports stories of the year locally. Uh, Don't don't give me a LeBron winning the in-season tournament, um, although that would be funny if you picked that. Uh, Local, so anything that happened in Richmond, uh, Tech, UVA, Commanders will lump all that in. Uh, JMU, of course, will make uh, at least one appearance on our top end-of-season stories list. Uh, I would imagine uh, that, you know, it's been sealed. Uh, the PricewaterhouseCooper has, has been brought in to independently audit the results. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll unseal the envelope tomorrow, read the results, uh, top sports stories of the year, and we'll take your calls on that then. Uh, today and tomorrow, but today particularly, uh, our season of giving to you continues. 
So in 19 minutes, we're going to give out a pair of VCU tickets. Um, Josh, I would like to put you on the spot for a minute to start this Thursday. Uh, you got me? Oh, boy. What's happening? All right. We're going to give away a pair of VCU basketball tickets today. And this is a game I could not be more excited for. And I want to know if you know what that game is. Are you talking about January or end of December? We're talking about January. We are talking about... I just... Look. Oh, he's, he's scrambling for the schedule. I love it. Uh, Wednesday, January 3rd, St. Bonaventure coming to town. St. Bonnie, yeah, I was right. The, the Bonnies, you, you were on top of that. I, I, know, I, know, you, I know you knew that. I was, I'd put you on the spot, though. Uh, that was a pop quiz. Uh, don't worry about it. This is, uh, this is an, a participation-based grade here. Um, this is, I took, um, when I was in college, I took a bowling class. You were allowed to take three credits of gym classes. Uh, I took a bowling class. Uh, your grade was participation-based, but if you didn't show, you could bring a can of food for the food bank, and that absence would be excused. Huh. Uh, so some, like pe- some people showed up and bowled every day. Some people chose to <laughs> skip all the classes and bring a big old bundle of canned food on the last day. Here's a can of soup. <laughs> I'm going to go home now. <laughs> soup for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's a bunch of green beans. And uh, the Jolly Green Giant says, give me an A. Uh, thanks for having me. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, VCU St. Bonaventure, Wednesday night, January 3rd. This is a 9 p.m. tip. Uh, but this is a big game. Bonnies are always very good, of course, uh, A-10 contenders. This will be our first glimpse at both A-10 play for the Rams, what they will look like with Shulga and Bearstow, uh, mixed into the lineup after they've acclimated here over the next couple uh, games here, uh, UMES and Garner-Webb. Uh, I could not be more excited for this game. Uh, because I, I think we're going to learn a lot about the Rams and, and the A-10 and how things are going to be this year. So we will give away tickets to that at uh, 10.21 a.m. on the East Coast here, uh, 11.21 a.m. We'll just we'll keep this consistent. Uh, 21 after the hour, we will give away tickets uh, to VCU Basketball against St. Bonaventure on Wednesday, January 3rd. Uh, stay tuned. If you, if you don't win, stay tuned to AWOD Radio. He comes up after us. And uh, he will he will have tickets. Uh, I think he's got tickets to the next game to give away today. We've got the St. Bonnie's tickets. Uh, this is MP on the mic. This is the, we come right. We we come big. You come at the king. You best not miss. And and we're not missing today. Uh, do a little Christmas shopping at ten twenty one and eleven twenty one. Uh, little uh, should we play breaking news? Um, I think this is big enough for breaking news. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Let's dunk go. on it as soon as we do. But but go ahead, play the breaking news. We got breaking news. Let's do it. Oh, hold on. All right, Phil. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, so this is uh, Florida State has called a meeting of the board of directors, uh, it, its trustees, tomorrow morning. Uh, and Florida State is going to discuss leaving the ACC again for the trillionth time. Uh, as as they do everyone. So they, it, Florida State, who I was very sympathetic to on Selection Saturday, Selection Sunday, uh, they got snubbed out of the college football playoff. They have not taken that well. Um, they had spent the entire offseason saying, we got to get out of the ACC. The ACC is holding us back. And then what do you know in that very football season, the ACC 
held them back. Um, did, should we do the sounder, or are we, are we skipping the I was going to say, you caught me off guard, but you can tell me to dump it again, and it'll happen. Don't, let's go. Let's go. Hey, yeah. This just in. The biggest breaking news story this town has ever seen. Hang on to your hat. I've got some news. All right. We don't, we'd only ever previously use that sarcastically, so I feel like we should use it for actual news every once in a while. Just yeah, to... That was our first time actually firing that real trails. <laughs> you, you caught me off guard. I was like, where the heck did I put that thing? Well, the news catches us all off guard sometimes. Um, so, so the issue is Florida State has signed uh, what is known as the grant of rights. Uh, that gives the ACC the rights to televise Florida State athletic competitions through the year, I believe, 2034. Uh, that's a long time from now, of course. Um, they did that as a show of solidarity as conferences were breaking up to prevent the ACC from breaking up. Uh, you know, in a situation rich with literary irony, they now want to break the ACC up, um, but they signed this piece of paper. Uh, so ESPN's reporting and The Athletic is reporting that they, the Florida State has sent lawyers to the ACC offices in North Carolina uh, six times over the past months uh, to carefully and thoroughly examine the grant of rights. Uh, they're meeting tomorrow in closed session to discuss what to do next. Um, so this is good. This is a little bit of like restoring what's right with the world here because the, the last few weeks I've been very sympathetic to Florida State and, and quite honestly that's that's bothered me a lot to do that because um, they're kind of annoying. Uh, but they did. They, they legitimately got snubbed. Uh, the committee very legitimately in not choosing Florida State hastened the demise of the ACC and hastened the rise of super conferences. And you can spare me with Oh, but they're going to, you know, 12 teams next year. This won't happen again. That's complete baloney. Who do you think those at-large spots will go to next year? Good ACC teams or good SEC teams, right? The committee's planted its flag. Good SEC teams and good Big Ten teams are going to get all the at-large spots. Uh, that's just the way that's going to work. Um, and so for Florida State, if you start the season without a legitimate path to having access to those spots, you got to get out. You got to get out of the spot they're in. I'm sympathetic to that. Uh, the committee uh, is, is largely responsible for this by refusing to reward an undefeated team in a Power 5 conference who, who did all the things they asked them to do, right? Won the conference title, scheduled hard, played hard, won two neutral site games. Uh, that, that's the part that gets me, right? There's no, there's no caveats here. A, a guy got hurt. That is the only caveat anybody, oh, the ACC wasn't as good as it normally is. Like, no, it's a Power 5 conference. Get over yourselves. Um, they did everything the committee asked them to do. And what you've got here is, you know, Florida State can't get out. Um, if the lawyers had figured out how to get out, they'd be out by now. They would have been out last summer when they wanted out. They would have been out the summer before that when they wanted out. They can't get out. Uh, so... They're going to have a meeting, and they're going to rattle, rattle their sabers, and they're going to say they're very upset, and they're very mad, uh, and all those things. But they're not going to be able to do anything at the end of the day. They're not going to be able to get out. Uh, there is one provision that would let them out, and that is if a majority of the ACC schools vote to dissolve the conference, uh, then the conference would get dissolved. And ACC is aware of this. That's a big part of why they added SMU and why they added uh, why they added uh, Cal and Stanford, because that gives them more teams with more numbers who would vote against dissolving the ACC in the event they get raided, right? In the event that the Big Ten says, all right, we'll take, uh, we'll take eight of them. You know, we'll take, 
UVA Tech, North Carolina, uh, you know, Duke, whatever. Um, Clemson, Florida State, on, on down the line. The second problem Florida State has is nobody wants them. Nobody wants Florida State, right? The SEC is good. They've got enough Florida schools. The Florida schools don't want Florida State in. Alabama doesn't want Florida State in. That's that's their recruiting turf, right? Tallahassee's basically just Alabama South, you know, a couple minutes from the border there. These schools don't want more big-name competition, and it doesn't add to their TV prestige or their TV markets to bring them in. So they want out of a situation without any assurances of being wanted in anywhere else. I guess you could go independent if you do, I mean, God bless you with your hubris there. Like, you're, you're flying really close to the sun on those wings. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, look, they're going to be mad tomorrow. They're going to, they're going to. oh, we're really mad. We're getting out this time. The, if the contract was breakable, somebody would have broken it. There's a lot of teams trying to, trying to get out of the, trying to get out, trying to get these landing spots. It's not just them. UNC, UVA, Tech, if the Big Ten comes calling, their lawyers are going to check out this document, too. If they were breakable, it would have been broken by now. Uh, that, that's Florida State's uh, That's Florida State's situation. They're mad. And, and I'm glad. I'm glad we get to go back to laughing at them, right? Like, they, they think they're like Michigan or Ohio State, like one of these, like, big national brand-name teams. You're in Tallahassee. Like, your fine dining is the Waffle House. Get over yourselves. It's good to be back. It's good to be back laughing at Florida State again. It's been a long time since we've been able to do that. Several weeks, uh, long, excruciating weeks of, of having to acknowledge they got screwed by the system and, and the committee, you know, essentially created all this. But it, it'll be good to see a board of trustees meetings where they'll get together. What can we do? Uh, then the lawyers come in. No, not much. You can't do much. Well, but we're really mad. Yeah, we've looked at this and, and yeah, there's not much you can do. But, but we're so mad. And they're just going to have to live in that limbo. Um, I intended to talk about National Signing Day before the Florida State thing happened. And I will talk about National Signing Day because it was, uh, you know, look, everybody claims a win on National Signing Day. But I think the Hokies picked up uh, a very legitimate uh, winning day yesterday. I'll dive into that. I'll give away VCU basketball tickets. Uh, let's have ourselves a show. It's a, mon- it's, a, it's a Thursday. It's a Thursday morning. Thank you for joining us, MP on the mic. This is 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 